such that we imagined ourselves immortal, overwhelming the powers that be with the force of our passion for science. Or maybe we were just fucked in the head. I am Dracula. Hello and welcome back to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I'm your host, Don Lahey. This is a horror movie review podcast where we like to review horror movies the way that we choose our horror movies that we go to a horror movie generator we generate. We watch the movie and then we pot it, baby. Just as uh, it's been done, it will be done again. Uh, this week's generator gave us 1990s Flatliners, directed by Joel Schumacher. IMDb gave it a 9.5. Rotten Tomatoes got it, gave it a 50%. The plot to this reads, five medical students experiment with near-death experiences until the dark consequences of past tragedies begin to jeopardize their lives. The first line to this movie is, Today's a good day to die. So now that that's all out of the way, Joel Schumacher. Uh, love me some Joel Schumacher. Big Joel Schumacher fan. Uh, what has he done? You're probably asking, uh, most of you probably already know, he did St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, Flatliners, Falling Down, which is one of my personal favorites, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, 8mm with Nicolas Cage, Flawless with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robert De Niro, Bad Company, Phone Booth, The Number 23, Phantom of the Opera. This guy is all over the map. Love his work. Just wanted to give him a shout out. R.I.P. Jolie. Yeah, but uh, just at the very starting, like you just of this movie, you see that Joel Schumacher just has great tracking shots. Great way to make, you know, a very normal situation of someone just simply walking up to, uh, you know, a phone booth or walking up to a coastline or something look very large and look very grand and i really enjoy his tracking shots through this movie everything is shot so well in this movie in this movie as well there's also some really weird sexual tension between everyone and it almost comes across as creepy and they sexualize uh julia roberts a lot in this movie um and bringing up julia roberts this is a pretty stacked cast we got julia roberts playing dr rachel manis we have Kiefer sutherland playing nelson wright we have Kevin Bacon uh, playing David Labracchio, and we have William Baldwin playing Joe Hurley. So, pretty tight cast, if you ask me. Pretty tight cast. Cast, not cask. Love the love the '90s vibe in this. And when I say '90s vibe, I mean these uh, medical students all having amazing, huge, large flats with big, open, thirty-foot ceilings even though they're in medical school and they're wearing ripped Levi's and can't look like they or look like they can't afford to get their haircuts, but whatever they're doing it. It's the nineties, the starting of the nineties at least. And also not to uh, be punny or anything, but this movie, the pacing was sort of 
flat. Maybe that was um, intentional. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Uh, we 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 do go in. We meet all of our characters. Uh, we meet. Oh, I almost forgot to bring up Oliver Platt playing Randy Steckel, uh, and he looks like a little baby in this. And I and I remember him. The first movie I ever saw with him, and it was Lake Placid. But yeah, he looks like a little baby, and it's uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to see all of them kind of starting off here and what their lives must have been like back in 1989 when they were filming this movie for it to come out in 1990. But just up-and-comers, they're just doing what they want. They're just, you know, 10 years before this, Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th, and Kiefer Sutherland, a couple of years was before this, was in um, Lost Boys. Like, they're just doing the damn thing, probably having so much goddamn fun. But yeah, we see everyone uh, kind of show who they are in this film almost immediately just to get things kind of across. Uh, Kevin Bacon, he's kind of the the smart rogue one who wants to be a doctor and, you know, doesn't... Uh, he's there to save lives. He doesn't give a shit about anyone, all, any of the rules, so he fucking goes for it. Kiefer Sutherland, he is the curious one who you know, wants to make a stand in this world. He wants to be looked at as, you know, kind of the, the man who cured cancer, not really more the man who knows what the afterlife looks like. Julia Roberts, she's also very curious about the afterlife, and we find out that maybe she's curious about the afterlife because her father took his life, and she's probably curious in where his soul is floating around or some shit. I don't know. They didn't really dive too hard into that. William Baldwin... He's the sex-crazed medical student, um, dirty mind, dirty boy. And Oliver Platt is kind of the wild card, which I like, because I feel like in this world I play the wild card. I could be any of these people. Um, I'm probably riding the line between Oliver Platt's character and Julia Roberts' character, because I'm also curious about the afterlife. What is going on after this? So it's very funny at the starting. Uh, Kevin Bacon, he's like, they're, they're, they're all medical students. And Kevin Bacon, someone comes in to their uh, university hospital and the woman's dying. And they're supposed to have a real doctor, you know, look after them. And Kevin Bacon's like, there's no time. And does that kind of, grab me four scalpels, stat. And keep me three inches of guys stat and and everyone's like you can't do this he's like she's dying god damn it and he does that and the doctor gets really mad at him for saving someone's life for some reason and uh he gets suspended and he goes i'm not fucking waiting for you guys to not suspend me i'm leaving and instead of going out through the front door uh when Kiefer sutherland meet meets up with them after Kiefer Sutherland finds out what kevin bacon did and then he's probably gonna get suspended instead of leaving through the front door kevin bacon goes I'm leaving through my fucking uh, window. That's right. I'm going to rock climb down this uh, 20-foot drop here. No joke. Just doing it for the sake of doing it, I guess. Um, and then we go right into why why we're here in the first place. And Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Nelson Wright, wants he wants to, you know, see, see what it's like to uh, fucking die. Uh, flatline 
for a couple minutes and uh, bring him back. Mostly for research, he says, but we all know this is a horror movie slash sci-fi slash drama. We know that he's not doing it for those reasons. Come on, get your head in the game. Uh, so they do it. They have a whole little procedure. They're doing it in this sweet Joel Schumacher-looking uh, corridor in an old um, abandoned version of the university. Kind of see like the Gotham look on the sculptures around him. I don't know. But when he dies on the table for those couple of minutes, uh, Baldwin says, excuse me, but are we looking at a dead guy right now? Just before that, maybe five minutes before that, in the movie, not in real time, but uh, Baldwin and, and Julia Roberts are in a room full of cadavers, full of dead people. And even Baldwin shows Roberts a dead guy's dick uh, to kind of make a joke about it. And then he's got the nerve to when Kiefer Sutherland's dead on the table goes, are we really in the room with a dead guy right now? You were just in the fucking room with 20 dead people. Like, so that was a little, that, that was a little weird. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, I already know this is going to, I don't know. I feel like back in like the nineties, eighties, they tried to make like, um, what do you call it? Like uh, quotable quotes, I quotable quotes, quotes, you know, like uh, Houston, we have a problem and shit like that. And I feel like every movie they were like trying to get sound bites for trailers and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, Billy Baldwin going, are we really in the room with a dead guy right now? Would have maybe made it. Anyway, moving on. So uh, he comes back to life and uh, they pretty much, they're pretty much just asking for a DMT trip um, because I'm pretty sure that's what happens when you die. Your brain releases DMT. So not too, not too sure. That's kind of what they're experiencing, but they're not experiencing that. They're experiencing some something else there looking into the past maybe but he starts seeing stuff immediately uh now they all want to see what it feels like to be dead so they all want to take a turn the next person is billy baldwin uh he plays joe hurley uh and joe pretty much just sees a bunch of tits and ass uh because like i said he's a sex fiend he's also been filming women without consent while he makes sweet love to them so not very nice Billy Baldwin, but he starts seeing visions of his sex tapes on any kind of TV screen, even on like the medical screens where you see like the, 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 uh, boop, 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 you know, I don't know what that's called. The heart rate monitor, maybe. Oh, maybe that is what it's called. And so after he does that, Julia Roberts really, really wants to do it. And then they start bidding on who can stay dead the longest and that's winning you the ticket to go be dead for that amount of time. It's weird. And I didn't understand. And they were, it was like, why first Kiefer Sutherland goes under, he goes under for like a minute and 10 seconds. Then Julia Roberts, like, I want to go next. And Billy and, and Billy Baldwin's like, no, 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 I want to go. I'm going to go under for a minute 30. And she's like a minute 40. And then he's like, I'm going to go under two minutes. She's like, I can't beat that. So then he gets to do it, which is dumb. Even though she kind of shotgunned it and was like, I want to go next. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to 
die longer. But I guess at this point, I'm like, it's for research, perhaps? And like I said, they keep sexualizing Julia Roberts, and it's weird. And there's this weird little uh, triangle of love between Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, and Julia Roberts. And it's just awkward most of the time. Kevin Bacon doesn't really want any part of it, and Kiefer Sutherland just seems like a jealous dickhead. And yeah, it's just off-putting and has no place in the story. It seems to take up a, a bunch of time in this that I just don't care for. But, you know, it's the 90s. What are you going to do? Kiefer sees in his visions, um, from, from his previous vision, they've entered his real life. And it's a kid that he saw in his other vision. And then the, he sees the kid in a subway. And then the kid beats the shit out of him. So we're kind of wondering what the hell's going on here. And it never really gets resolved. It never gets... Uh, I mean, it gets resolved, but it doesn't get explained why something from his past has the physicality to be able to beat the shit out of him. Because this kid fucks him up pretty bad, uh, enough that he has to stitch himself up. And instead of telling the group what happened for research, he keeps it to himself and just says, yeah, I was jumped. You're kind of breaking the code of ethics, even though they already broke the code. Let them know what the fuck's going on. Because Billy's freaking out too. And then, uh, yeah, it just seems to be turning Kiefer into an evil dickhead even more. Uh, and then Kevin gets a, once again, they bid on how long they're going to stay dead on the table. And uh, it's between Kevin bacon and julia roberts and kevin wins he goes i want to be three minutes and 10 seconds and she's like i can't beat that and then kiefer's like i'm gonna keep him under for four fucking minutes and then you're like what this guy's fucking crazy and then after he's like let's see if he can do it a bit longer he's being crazy and then at the end of like four minutes he's like oh my god i can't get him back i can't save him i can't save him it well why did you do it in the first? It was, like I said, the the pacing was flat, but it, it kept kind of jumping here and there. Like, Kiefer Sutherland's emotional status was all over the fucking place. And it, and it had me confused, and it made me really not like him, but, like, not like it was intended to be that I shouldn't like him. It was more like I'd be pissed if I was the director, and he kept flip-flopping all over that. And that's not the only time that he did that either. Then there's another fucking weird scene where Kiefer Sutherland gets attacked by the same kid and the kid holds him down and spits in his mouth. No joke. So weird. Didn't like that. Uh, Kevin Bacon's vision is pretty much just this little girl who approaches him on the subway and just chews him out. And it's pretty epic. It's, uh, I'd probably put it up against when Clark Griswold, uh, freaks out at the end of Christmas Vacation. I would say that her, uh, insult comedy is a lot higher and it was, um, way more cutting, I would say. Uh, then Julie Roberts finally gets a good, uh, good four, four and a half minutes under the, under the, uh, the death, the death breath. 
I don't know what to call it, but the power goes out. So now they're, they're doing stuff acoustically, uh, but they bring her back, you know, and she starts seeing visions. It's pretty much just Kiefer's visions uh, that he sees that are kind of haunting in a way. Everyone else finds a way to resolve them, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Joe's girlfriend comes and she finds all the sex tapes and starts watching them. Billy Baldwin's girlfriend comes and she finds all the sex tapes and starts watching them. And for some reason, she knows that they didn't know that they were being filmed. But how did she know? Does he like record him at the very starting of these videos being like, all right, these women don't know that I'm filming them while I'm porking them. Don't tell anyone, okay? Videotape that no one else is going to see. Like, how did she know? I don't know. Are they, I don't know. Uh, like I said, uh, Kevin resolves his issue with the little girl who chewed him out on the subway and, and uh, they find out that it's from past traumas of them that their that their near death experiences are showing them. And uh, yeah, Kevin bullied a little girl in high school and now she's coming and haunting him. And all he's got to do is go f- track her down and say sorry. And hey, no, no more. That's the only bad thing he ever did in his life. Cool. That was easy. Uh, and uh, all of Keither's flashbacks just end up uh, like, it would have been cool. Kiefer Sutherland's flashbacks were dangerous and they were popping out of nowhere and they were violent. And it would have been cool if they started leaking into the other people's flashbacks because the other people's flashbacks were fucking boring. Like, you, after Billy Baldwin's girlfriend finds the sex tapes, he doesn't really resolve anything. He doesn't really do anything about it. It just resolves itself almost. Or he just keeps making them. I'm not too sure. But Kiefer's is, like, actually attacking him. And at one point... Uh, it attacks him in the back of Kevin Bacon's truck. And then Kevin Bacon kind of comes and shakes him out of it. And at this point, I'm like, oh, it'd be so great if after he apologized to his flashback person, Kiefer's killed Kevin. But it just never resulted in, in any of that happening. Uh, and after that, Kiefer just keeps being super sarcastic and shitty about everything. And then he says, like, he can't be alone. And he's screaming alone in the truck. Like, he he's, like, asking for help. And then when he gets help, he pretty much tells people to go fuck themselves. It's so weird. I don't know. Go watch it. It's fucked. It's on... Where did I watch this? Prime video. So then we find out, well, Kiefer killed a kid. So he can't go apologize to this kid that he bullied that's coming back and hurting him, but maybe Kiefer can go into another death breath and apologize to him there, even though he can just wait for him to come into his life and apologize. Like, why go under? Now, Kiefer calls Julia Roberts and says, I'm going to go apologize to this kid in one of my death breath things. So he's going to go and he's going to go do it by himself. Now, this is a whole procedure. There's like a, a blanket that will keep them warm. There's uh, fluids that they have to be like, you, you need a team to do it. So 
if he's going to do it by himself, and if no one is going to be there for him to be brought back, he'll just end up killing himself. So why not just take a bath with a toaster to get to the afterlife? Unless he called Julia Roberts to tell her what he was going to do, so then someone came and saved him. Which, why not just ask them for help? Why are you running from stuff? Like, he, he's so in need of fixing this, and then he's like, I, I need help, I can't be alone. And then he goes and he bees alone. Like, it's just, it just doesn't make, it just didn't make any sense. It was all over the place. It seemed like they were kind of trying to wrap it up. Maybe too many characters, because uh, Billy Baldwin, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, and Julia Roberts, they all went under. And then our boy, Oliver Platt, didn't. And it was like, why did we need Oliver Platt? Or Billy Baldwin? Like, we could have got rid of, of one of them, and, you know, only three of them could have went under. The three who are in this weird love triangle. But I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't understand. The others had such quick resolutions on their... Because Julia Roberts, she goes and just finds her dad in her uh, bathroom. And he, remember, took his own life as a ghost or whatever entity he is in her bathroom. And they just hug it out. And then that's it. Like, there was no, I don't know, I guess it got resolved. But the biggest one is Kiefer's, and they kind of just keep taking away from it when it could have just, like... Kiefer's could have left his Kiefer's ghost or whatever it is could have come and terrorized them. I feel like that might have been a little bit better. Yeah. And then uh, Kiefer, he does his thing. He's on the bed ready to die. Obviously, everyone knows that he's going to try to do this. So he's probably going to end up killing himself. And then Kevin and Robert and <clears throat> I mean, Kevin and Julia Roberts, they all run to the rescue because he literally phoned her and said, I'm going to go do this. Uh, and Billy and and Oliver, they all come and they, they pretty much save him and pull him out. Uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Billy, he apologizes. Everyone's cool. Billy Kid has a fucking creepy face. And uh, Kiefer comes back and I guess all is good now. I don't know. It was just like a bunch of people trying to look cool by digging death. And I don't know, an hour and 55 minutes, way too long for a movie. Stacked cast, great director, written by Peter Filardi. I mean, okay, it, was, it, was, it wasn't bad, but really didn't enjoy this movie. Great concept. I know that they remade this movie, and it had a pretty good cast. I remember working downtown Toronto when this was... Uh, being shown at TIFF, and uh, still a pretty good cast. We have Diego Luna, we have Elliot Page, we have Nina DeBrev, uh, James Norton, like Kiefer Sutherland's in it again. So it's like a good cast, but hopefully it's better. Maybe I'll watch. I'll I'll watch it. See what they uh, see what they got for me. Not too sure, but. I'm just going to go right into a rating here on this podcast. We like to rate our films with Don's dollars, $1 being the least amount of money we'd go spend to see in a movie theater, 10 being the most amount of money that we'd go spend in a movie theater. And with the concept and how it looked 
and just the 90s feel to it, I'm going to give it uh, a, a $2.50. Um, low, I know, but it was just stupid. Uh, just the ups and downs of it all with a lack of uh, emotion randomly in, in little areas. I didn't quite understand, but that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in once again. I love you. Go follow from Dust Till Dawn podcast on Instagram. And um, yeah, don't use the front door. You're going to rock climb down this wall, baby. What does happen when we die? Love ya.